From the yeah, Anajar yeah. and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Theo Dorsey is a man of the people. He will be amongst the masses on Sunday night as we're all preparing for the epic Dolphins-Patriots Sunday night game. Theo, where can the fine folks of Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast find you and why? Pull up on me. Please do. Please pull up on me, especially if you uh, want to be like Mike McDaniel and call the right play in your playbook because the right play this football season is the Bud Light football face-off. Going to use your skills to compete for a chance to win the ultimate Bud Light prize package, which includes Bud Light swag and those coveted, coveted Dolphins ticket. Join ESPN West Palm and Bud Light September 17th. That's this Sunday with myself at Recovery Sports Grill. It's out in Port St. Lucie. We'll be there from 6.30 to 8.30 right before kickoff of that Dolphins-Patriots game, and it's going to get you a chance to win. You must be 21-plus for official rules. Visit ESPNWestPalmContest.com. It's brought to you by Southern Eagle, who reminds you to drink responsibly. Stone, what is that Dolphins-Patriots line? Is it still Dolphins minus three? Yes, it's Dolphins and a field goal. How do you feel about that? That's fine. On the road, That's minus fine. three. That's where it should be. I think the Patriots play well as a home dog, but we know Tua owns Bill Belichick, so I like this line. I think it's uh, proper. Okay, good. That makes me feel good. I like it. Money's pretty split, too. Obviously, you have like that 55% towards the Dolphins, but glad to see that it's not 80% to the fans. Right, The public's not all over this one. They're pretty split, so that, that makes me feel a little safe as well. Can we hear Jay Norvell one more time? Uh, this is uh, this is Colorado State head coach Jay Norvell at his coaches show earlier this week. Uh, sound, by the way, uh, presented by Learfield. But this is Jay Norvell uh, taking a shot at uh, high-flying, undefeated, ranked Deion Sanders, head coach of Colorado. And I sat down with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off, and I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. Oh, that's just so lame. It's so lame. By the way, uh, Theo, I Google imaged Jay Norvell, and uh, within six seconds, I found five, count them, five photographs of him doing a press conference <laughs> with a hat or a visor on. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it took me no time at all. Well, to, maybe uh, he was doing press conferences at like the uh, Children's Museum or uh, maybe a, a elementary school, and it was all kids <laughs> in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Seven-year-olds. <laughs> Why did I say Children's Museum? Uh, Just that the, was a weird yeah. place. I mean, I, I don't know where kids – I don't have kids. I'm at that weird age in life where, like, I don't have kids. My little brother's grown. I don't know what kids <laughs> hang out at. The Cox Science Center. Yeah, the Cox Science Center, I guess, is, is I don't know. I mean, what the hell? Legoland. Ken's Ken. a fan of Legoland. Legoland is awesome. And I think Legoland's a better bang for your buck than uh, <laughs> Disney, depending on your child's age. I'm okay. just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, and little, little children's museums, largely children's museums, are really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, if you have anywhere from uh, infant to age three or maybe even four, <laughs> children's museums largely are fairly entertaining. Well, there you have it. That must have been where Jay Norville had those press conferences. And shame on you for assuming that there were adults in the room because he always takes off his glasses and his hat. Always, according to him. Now, here's my theory on this, uh, Theo, and I've, I've thought this through. Also, as someone who has lived the life of hosting a college football head coach coach's show, here's what I think happened, okay? 
And and can we hear can we hear one more time just because I want to hear the smattering of applause at the end, okay? And I sat down with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off, and I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. I'm assuming that there's not usually a ton of people at uh, Coach Norvell's Colorado State Coaches Show, uh, okay? Whatever yeah. local establishment they, they have there in that region of, uh, of that, that fine state. And so what I'm assuming happened is it went from four old people that showed up to about seven or eight old people that showed up. They, they doubled their audience because it was a big game coming up and uh, Colorado State really got their marketing involved. Come see Coach Norvell before we go on and play Coach Prime. Um, and so what happened is I think that he got caught up in the moment and he tried to pander to the crowd. He lost control of himself because no one in their right mind in 2023 and seeing what we've seen from Colorado is going to sit there in a public forum like that for the entire world to hear and try and throw trash talk about how they're more respectful than Deion Sanders. Trash talk that they take their hat and their sunglasses off when they have a conversation. So my theory is that Coach Norvell, certainly he's not dumb enough to think that that was actually a bar, that he had uh, practiced that beforehand and he was going to drop that bomb during the coaches' show. I think he simply got caught up trying to play to the crowd and to the old people that came out to see him. Does that make sense? It it does because what I've learned over my, my 30 years of living is that there's no drug more intoxicating than gas. Like, I'm talking about being gassed up by a live audience, being gassed up by yeah. somebody instigating. I've, I've watched a dude walk up and fight a dude who, who he had no business trying to fight because of the gas of his friends around him, instigating. Sure. Like, gas sure. will get you every single time, and I think the gas might have got my guy Norville. Now, the problem is... He's also in Colorado, so a different kind of gas, maybe. Probably. Uh, now, this is the problem. <laughs> hold on, hold on, Ken. Hold on, Ken. <laughs> yeah! Hello! Theo is, I'm on fire. Theo is, is killing it. Ken, today. you can get to the football. You can get to the FAU action. I'm on fire right now. It's me and Stone here on just let, just let Theo ride it yeah. out until 2 o'clock. Just straight stand-up. <laughs> just straight stand-up routine for the next 45 minutes. Yes. Um, I, what, what, what's funny to me, though, is that that one sentence. Let's just hear that sentence one more time, Stone, so we're all on the same page. And I sat down with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off, and I took my glasses off, and I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what- That right there. It, it, one, it's so corny, and it's so dorky, and it's so tone-deaf. And we're seeing how awesome Colorado is, how cool it is to play for Coach Prime. You don't have captains on that team. You've got leaders and dogs. The L and the D on their uniforms are leaders and dogs. Hip-hop at practice, hip-hop in the locker room, Michael Irvin hanging out on the sideline. Like Stone, that team's cool as hell. Yeah, when you have energy that just stays at a certain level, like you, you have to adapt and you become that. When you're surrounded by greatness and you're surrounded by somebody always motivating you, like you just level up. And I think that's the coolest thing to watch these kids who probably, I mean, let's not get it twisted. They were on Jackson State's roster. They were considered FCS ball players. Yeah. But you surround yourself with a guy like Brian, you get motivated correctly, and he gets you in the right mindset, and you're playing ball like a top 25 team in the country. So all of it works. All the science so adds up. You've got, you've got one coach who has Rick Ross rolling through the locker room, right? 
You have one coach who has leaders and dogs. One coach who has Michael Irvin giving pep talks at practice. You have another coach who is talking about how the way he was raised, he takes his hat off and sunglasses to have a conversation. Who in 2023 do you think is winning on the old recruiting trail? Let's just go around the room. Theo? <laughs> I, think, I think Prime got this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stone, who's, who's winning the recruiting trail? You've got Rick Ross and taking your sunglasses off to have a conversation. Which one's winning? Let's go with Prime here. Yeah. Yeah. But it's unanimous you, again. Wouldn't you argue it that they're kind of competing for different people? No, Maybe. they're not. That has not been the case in the last decade. <laughs> they have not. No, in, in the last decade, the recruiting pool with Colorado State and Colorado has been almost exactly the same. But it's different now. It's, it, it is different, is different. It's So different. this is the worst possible thing you could do. It's for the first time in a decade, Colorado was leveled up trying to recruit. And so now you've just put the nail in the coffin because your head coach, who's no, who knows better, he's been at Nevada before this. It's yeah. not like this is his first go-around, his first foray into being a head coach. His counter to Colorado becoming the coolest college football brand in the country in his backyard, his counter is take your hat and sunglasses off to yeah. talk to people. Exactly. It is just the dumbest thing that I've seen in college football this year and maybe last year as well. Well, I would argue, again, just playing what devil's advocate. What kid is going to say, I want to play for that? <laughs> You're not. Maybe he's not recruiting the kid. He's recruiting the mom. He's recruiting that, that blue-collar mom that's Good. sitting you know in the living that? room pissed off at Deion Sanders and how he's flashy and arrogant and how he's got his shades on indoors. And that cool. mom is going to be like, you know what? I want my son Johnny to go to Colorado awesome. State and be a Ram. And you know what? Johnny is probably a 4-9-40 linebacker <laughs> with a neck roll or a fullback who is simply going to college to block, and he's going to win four games in the Mountain West. Cool. Good decision, Johnny. Well, I mean, you're not getting Travis Hunter. Shador Sanders ain't rocking through that door. I think realistically you're going to get the sloppy seconds from Colorado. Yeah. You're going to get a bunch of FBS transfers, guys coming up from the FCS level. Like You're just going to get the guys that no, couldn't in get that, to Colorado. In that spot then, you look and you've got Kodak and Tom Herman wearing a grill down here, or you can go play for Mr. Take Your Hat Off and Sunglasses when we sit and have a conversation. So no, he's not even going to get the leftovers from Colorado. They're going to say, Jay Norvell, why would I play for him and come play for Tom Herman here at FAU? Like, that's not Nick, how that works. Nick Saban don't allow hats and glasses, I'm sure, around the facility or when they're yeah, doing press and conferences. One of Nick Saban's recruiting pitches and something he would never say <laughs> in his coach's show is, well, I was raised to take my hat off and my sunglasses <laughs> to have a conversation. That's something he establishes once the kids are on campus and he has the signature from the five-star. Yeah, yeah. And also, yeah, you can't – yeah, Nick Saban also has a couple of shiny things in that office that he can show off. Right, that, uh, right. Uh, you're the one who brought the blue collar. Jay Norvell right? – part of your pitch. Your, your son's raised right over here. Yeah. Jay, Jay Norvell <laughs> once won eight games at Nevada. Like, it, it compared to, to Nick Saban's legacy, okay? So, uh, a little bit different levels with this entire thing. God, was that dumb. Because you know what Dion did today? One, he's on Pat McAfee's show saying it's personal now, it's personal now. And he handed sunglasses – uh, going into uh, their walkthrough today to every single player on that roster, that Colorado roster. I mean, now they're leaning into it, and they're going to win by 50. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I, mean, I can't wait to watch the game, number one. I think that's must-watch now. Um, and also, it's just one of those things where I feel bad for the Colorado State players. Like, I, it's hard not yeah, to think about Yeah, they didn't ask for this. They didn't yeah. ask for this, and their coach ended up being a dummy. And it sucks for them. It really does. It's just such a – it is such a miss – 
Like, you've got to be smart. You've got to have common sense. And I've got to be honest, this absolutely lacks any semblance of common sense. He was playing it up to eight old people who came out to see him. And he may have just completely screwed himself at Colorado State. Like, period. It's wild. He was screwed once Deion Sanders took the Colorado no, job. No, because, be because you, you can still survive as a group of five in that area. Because for once, Colorado acted like a power five school, which is the way it should have always been. You can still easily survive, and you could try to be a, a haven for those players if things don't work out a couple of years down the road at Colorado. You could easily be that, but instead now he comes off as a big dork. He comes, a big, yeah. a big dork. Ooh, the manners, the manners. No, no five-star receiver who uh, I'm just not but doing. Stop. It's They're not, not working with it. Coach Prime. Is saying, "Hey, I like that guy because he takes his hat and his sunglasses off when you have a conversation." He was never getting any five-star receivers from the get-go. But what I'm saying is, he screwed himself of getting a five-star receiver if that kid decides to leave and wants a chance to go and play and get first-team reps if things weren't working at Colorado. Can what times kick for FAU uh, Clemson tomorrow? Uh, 8 o'clock Eastern time. 8 o'clock Eastern time. Oh, man. Oh, he's gonna miss this, this is a 10 o'clock kick yeah. on ESPN. I was going to ask you how you feel about the late start, but you guys kick off at 8. Yeah, so I'll, probably, be up. yeah I'll probably be able to watch the second half on the plane. But by the time it's the second half, I mean, it's, they're going to be taking off more than the, the glasses and hats at that point. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going uh-huh. yeah, to get ugly. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a pantsing. Uh, we'll put it that way. <laughs> uh, when, when hold on, we hold were- on, hold on. Yeah. Yeah, baby. <laughs> we, are, we are just on uh, firing on all cylinders, as they say in the business. Uh, when we come back, um, I, uh, I consumed something last night that got me judged mm. by uh, many of my friends. And you know what? I'm not going to let that stand. I have pride in what I did, confidence in what I did last night. What did I, what did I guzzled on my gullet? I'll tell you when we come back, and we're getting closer and closer to the segment that has taken over Palm Beach County and Treasure Coast Airwaves. Theo Dorsey fulfilling your football fantasy. Oh, yeah. Still to come on a Friday edition of this radio show. He is Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I am live on ESPN 106.3. No, you're not. Oh, yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you are not. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Ah, never forget Stephen A. Smith and Jay Will with some sports debate magic. Hey, I'm done relying on the Eagles for high-flying offense. They jobbed me last night. I made an all-Eagles pick four on prize picks. Uh, and they they didn't come through for me. Didn't get the numbers I needed. So you know what? Forget the Eagles. I'm moving on to some college football. You know the first tile, the first the first pick of my pick four this weekend in college football. <laughs> yeah, Shadur Sanders more than 341 and a half passing yards against Colorado State. Person. Feeling pretty comfortable that he is going to uh, get me off to a real good start playing college football. Pick four prize picks. My daily fantasy. It is. Is the easiest app to navigate in the daily fantasy sphere, and that's why I love it. Price picks use the promo code KLV. KLV. When you download the app, you sign up, and they will double your deposit up to $100. Again, the promo code KLV, Price Picks. Just earlier this week, I won a pick three. I wagered $20. I won $100. And, uh, again, I'm starting my my uh, pick four, going pick four, $20 for 200 
with Shador Sanders, more than 341 and a half passing yards. I'm feeling real good about that. Prize picks. That's prize picks. Download the app. Use the promo code KLV. All right, last night at the Canes game, Canes, Bethune, Cookman. Um, I haven't done this in a while. And I don't know why it appealed to me so much last night. But um, you'll never guess what I consumed last night, gentlemen. Um, tequila? No. Uh, well, I did. I did at times last yeah, night. Um, yes. Um, but you can believe I would do that. Um, a football game. Consume that, but I'm talking about uh, food. I'm talking food. I'm talking, well, a foot-long hot dog. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Wait. Yeah. Did you take it to, like, the, the, the you know, the... <laughs> Like the bellows of the stadium that you kind of like, you know, peek behind and, you know, wait well, till it was a halftime. You're the bathroom stall. Yeah. So I don't know what got into me other than a footline hot dog last night. Um, mm. But I don't know. I, w- I walked into the stadium. It was around 10 after 7, 7.30 kickoff. Uh, we get in early because my wife's uh, tailgate group likes to go in, see the players run out of the smoke, all that stuff. And I don't know why, but I glanced up at the concession stand and I saw a foot-long hot dog. Uh. And I had I had to buy it. Uh, I don't know how to explain it, Stone. You're you eat glizzies, you guzzle glizzies more often than I do. Why would I suddenly have my eye caught and be intrigued by the prospect of gobbling down a foot long hot dog? I can't wait to pound those guys. So, to be honest with you, I mean, I can't really come up with an answer. I don't know if you were craving it. I don't know if you. I think I was craving it. What? How do I explain craving? Craving of a foot long wiener. Well, here's uh, sometimes, and I'm guessing just from your perspective, it was too big to pass on. Like, yeah, Yeah, I mean, mean, it was meaty. If it was a ten inch. Hot dog. I mean, that's harder to market, but you saw a foot-long hot dog, and you had that you were all over. I got to have that. So I uh, – I, and I did both ketchup and mustard. Ooh, nice. On the, uh, on the hot dog. Well, what, do they, what do they when, – when they hand Who it comes? to you after the purchase, what do, uh, how do they give that to you? Like, they, no, they wink at you. Uh, whoa. <laughs> they know what type of time it is. Uh-huh. All right. That makes a lot of sense. I guess that's an answer I was looking for. So um, I – Was and, and a fork? Was it – no, no, I, I flat out just guzzled that thing. Goodness. Uh, in front of people. How many bites? It was like five or six. Wow. Yeah, no, I got after it. I was pretty hungry. Man. I handled it um, pretty easily. I, did, any, any loss of respect from those around you? Oh, yeah, you? yeah, yeah it... definitely. Most definitely. Uh, I, got the, uh, I got the, oh, I knew that you'd be going after a foot long comments, all that stuff. I don't, but but here's, here's something I have to admit. I feel no shame. And honestly, I do it again. It was a fantastic experience. It hit the spot and I enjoyed it. My foot long hot dog last night. Well, as long as it hit the spot. I mean <laughs> Did did uh-huh. the people around you pull out the phones, of course, to get a picture <laughs> or a video? I'm actually not sure. I'm not sure if there's any footage Uh-oh. of me uh, gobbling this foot long wiener from last night. When I'm you're not, not sure. he was probably too distracted. I mean, he had, I was, he had I a lot was, of I had a lot of, I had a lot of work to do, yeah. Jeez. I am. Was so, would you do it again? Like, yeah. He course. just said he was going to do it again. Absolutely. Oh. He's I'm, already eyeing the next Canes game. He's going to go right back to that same stand. I'm market, I, I, I already wrote on my calendar for the Virginia Friday night game, foot long. Who's the play-by-play guy who who typically rants about food or always tweets his his food? Is it Ross something? 
I don't know. I think you should Ross start. Ross Tucker? Yeah, it is Ross Tucker. He's not Tucker. a play-by-play guy. He's an analyst. He's an analyst. I, I think... Uh, and he also said that uh, Taysom Hill is the greatest football player of all time. I think you should start every single week traveling around the country before the broadcast. You, you know, get a foot-long hot dog? Just, just yeah, post the foot-long hot dog and, and see if we can get it trending each and every week. Here goes the foot-long guy. You know who was doing that for a while? Oh, that would be awesome if I did that. Rob Parker was doing him. that for a while. He was he was going places and just posting big glizzies uh, <laughs> like it was glizzy season, and I was a little disturbed. I was a little perturbed by that, so I don't know. It's erratic like behavior. The, Stone, I think Theo's judging me, and Stone, I think you were judging me at first, but you're coming around on this footlong thing. I'm definitely coming around, and I also definitely think Theo's judging you. Yeah. I'm 100% judging you. I'm, I'm glad that you're wrote today. I'm confident enough in who I am as a person to eat a footlong glizzy to consume, to gobble a foot-long glizzy in front of people that I know. I know that you're confident enough to do it, right? Because you did it in front of people you know, but you were at a football stadium. You're in public. You're embarrassing the people you're with. When you ordered that thing, you know, you know there were snickering at the concession stands about you, right? Like you know you- what I did? You know what I did, too? I ate it right next to my wife. Oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. That's, like, borderline disrespectful. And you know what? I think she respected it. <laughs> she's not, she's, I mean, I, there's so many things, so many different directions I could go with this right now. Ken. I was like, baby, check this out. Look at the size of this. I mean, she'll never <laughs> oh my have God. The, the opportunity. I mean, I just, you know, I, I, God, this is, uh, this is a tough spot to try to uh, bite my tongue. Uh, yeah, I'll just give it, up. You know what else it did? Filled me up. Oh, goodness. This is tough. This is tough radio right now. <laughs> It is tough radio right now, I agree. <laughs> and uh, that story of glizzy consuming is the EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the week. Do we have an open for that? Yeah, Time good. now for the coolest moment of the week. Cool. Cool, yeah. The coolest moment of the week is brought to you by EDS air conditioning. Well, you already experienced it. EDS air conditioning, EDS is yes. Been doing it since 2006, family owned and operated, handling all your AC needs, making sure, trying to help you get that AC unit to hit warranty or replacing an AC unit altogether. It is hot, hot, hot. You can have your AC unreliable or completely broken. Air quality concerns, plumbing matters, that's right, EDS. EDS is yes. Always hit up edsairconditioning.com. edsairconditioning.com, they service Palm Beach County and surrounding areas. It's EDS Air Conditioning, EDS Air Conditioning. Dot com. When we return, time to fulfill some fantasies. In particular, some football fantasies. And Big Teddy has you taken care of. He's Theodore oh, WPTV yeah. News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live, and I have no regrets on ESPN 106.3. Jar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Ah, if you don't love Avenged Sevenfold, you don't have a pulse, you hate music, and you don't like good things, just flat out. Avenged Sevenfold at I Think Financial Amphitheater tomorrow night. That's I Think Financial Amphitheater. It is the center of the concert universe. And it's in West Palm. It's I Think Financial Amphitheater. And if you have a fine appreciation of music and you love metal, damn it, go see Avenged Sevenfold tomorrow. 
I'm sad I won't be in town. Because Avenged Sevenfold, take it from someone who has seen them a multitude of times, rules. Avenged Sevenfold tomorrow. I think Financial Amphitheater. Uh, real quick, Commander's defensive end, Chase Young has been cleared to make his season debut. Ron Rivera saying that Young is cleared after the stinger he suffered in the Commander's preseason opener. He is active and available to play Sunday against the Denver Broncos. That is your in-season football report brought to you by Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. I texted my wife, what did you think of me eating a foot-long hot dog in front of people last night? And she has not yet replied. I don't think that's good news. Uh, and I did just a, a second part of that glizzy story. Again, I ate a foot-long hot dog. I didn't cut it up, as Theo asked. I, I ate a foot-long hot dog uh, in front of people last night at the Canes-Bethune-Cookman game. And as I was walking out, there was a concession worker with four, count them, four foot-long hot dogs that she was bringing home mm. for her consumption pleasure. And I thought to myself, boy, that looks like a fun glizzy party. That's four foot. That's four feet that's of hot dog. Feet of, that's four, feet, four feet of glizzies. My God. That's too much. Uh, it is always a titillating time of year when we get to talk football all the time. And for you fantasy football owners, you love, love the inside tip. You love to get yours. And that's why Theo Dorsey is able to speak your language. Theo Dorsey also feels things when things go well for him in his fantasy football world. It is time now for Theo Dorsey to fulfill your football fantasies. Now, you already know when you come and kick it with Big Teddy, I'm going to take you and your fantasy team to where you need to go. Here goes your couple of tips for this fantasy football weekend. Tip number one, tis the week to call on the freaks. Oh, yeah. Fire up Anthony Richards, Colts quarterback. Have you seen the dude? Six foot four in all his glory, those big quads, big strong arms. He's going up against the Texans. He was oh, a QB5 yeah. last week. This dude's thirsty to get in the end zone. He's going to take you and your team right to that place where glory meets <laughs> sensation. <laughs> and nobody. Oh, yeah. The cheese spot. <laughs> Speaking of freaking. Is he okay? Is he healthy? Oh, hold on, hold on. Is he healthy, Theo? Well, that cue was removed. Anthony Richardson's a full go. And when he's a full go, I wouldn't want to be on the in, in, in the way of him. And he's trying to get into that end zone and break, break the spirits of the other team. Speaking of freaks, nobody, no, and I mean nobody on this earth, is more sensational at catching balls than George Pickens. Oh, yeah. He's flexible. He's got the reach, the arm span, the greatest hands in all the land. Deontay Johnson, he's sidelined. Can he pick it? Bounce back game? 
You know who he's going to want to deliver it to. Every single time, he's going to be focused, zoned in on his main man, George Pickens. Fire him up this weekend. Oh, yeah. And last but not least, it does me no pleasure, but it'll do your fantasy team pleasure to pucker up and kiss Garrett Wilson goodbye. Oh, yeah. If you got the man on your fantasy team, it's time to trade him. Get off of him. Tra- Look for Brandon Ayuk. Look for a guy like T. Higgins, Dave Flowers. Garrett Wilson's good. He's a good guy. He's, he's adorable. He's amazing. But he can't get you to where you need to go. He can't take you to that finish line <laughs> with that guy Zach Wilson throwing him the ball. He sucks. Trade Garrett Wilson, and you'll thank me later and thank me this weekend. Oh, yeah. And that is Theo Dorsey fulfilling your football fantasies. Gentlemen, I need to catch a flight. I need to take off. Talk amongst yourselves. All right, Ken. Get them out of here. Get them out of here. Get them out of here. Go Five. Owls, by the way. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go to Owls. Go yes. Owls. Um, Canes and Clemson. Or not Canes and Clemson. The Owls and Clemson this weekend. Ken's going to go handle business. It's me and Stone kind of take you all through the uh, the end of the second hour. Uh, Stone, I do want to ask you because you were in the building. You were in Hard Rock Stadium. Just last night, watching the Canes do their thing. I watched the Canes against Texas A&M, and I think it's time we raise a very important question, one that's been asked Uh many a times. Don't say it. One that's been broached, and and I dare say it might not be too early to say this year, is the U back. We'll address that. We'll jump on that. Do we have to go to break? We don't have to go to break. We don't have to go to break. We can run this one all the way through. I love it. That's got to be so triggering for people, though. I mean, they're so sick and tired of hearing Canes and back in the same sentence. Here's the real question I want to ask you, because I was feeling it in the stands against Texas A&M last weekend, and obviously Bethune-Cookman is no measuring stick game. Um, But for, for you, at what point in this season are you going to feel comfortable saying that Miami is officially back. Because one thing we can say right now is as they're a nationally ranked team, as they took care of their FCS opponent, the Miami Hurricanes are a team that's going to be formidable in the ACC this year. That's no question, right? Mario Cristobal has this thing rolling. Tyler Van Dyke looks like that guy that we thought he was going to be last year, but it didn't pan out. No thank you to Josh Gaddis, who's gone. But there feels to be at least optimism in the air with the Canes. So for you that just saw him last night against an FCS opponent, for you that just was in the building that was feeling the the aroma of what it feels like to get another Canes win at home, what, what's your thoughts right now? How confident are you in these Canes? For me, it all comes down to week seven. They take a trip to Chapel Hill and take on Drake May and the North Carolina Tar Heels. And at that point, they'll be 5-0 and in this season. I, I, I or, Yeah, 5-0 and because they have a bye yeah. coming up after Temple next week again going on the road in Philadelphia. But I think... For me, it's that UNC game because if they beat UNC and they're six and zero, I mean, we're gonna have a real discussion on our hands. I think at that point they'll be favored, or it'll be pretty close to a pick 'em that very next week against Clemson. So I have my eyes on that North Carolina game. But besides that, looking through the schedule, right, we can talk about a team being undefeated and how well they're playing. But are you a fan of club fourth quarter? Do you, do you know when they turn the lights off yeah. and everyone turns their phone light on and you get the little Uzi Vert going? I was see I, when it happened, I was confused. Right, um, at Hard Rock. Right, uh, I, I didn't know that this was a thing. They this didn't do it last thing. year. Yeah, this is a new thing this year. And when it comes to new gimmicks in arena, I, I mean, think about what happened last year with the Sacramento Kings. Light the beam. Look at how that thing took off. 
I loved it at Sanford Stadium between the hedges with the, with the uh, Georgia Bulldogs back when they would light up the, the cell phones for the fourth quarter as yeah. well. So it gives you that same ambiance and environment. And I actually was a little – I got afraid when it happened because I, it was startled me when all the lights <laughs> shut off in there. I'm, I'm a fan. I like it. I think it's one of those things that people can attach to, and it always looks cool when you light up a stadium with a flashlight. Yeah, it's, And I know it's a niche thing to even bring up, but Mario's not that type of guy. Like, yeah. He doesn't care for those things, but for him to, to give his team just a little dose of it, I think it pays dividends for a team, the energy level, all those things considered. It was a decent crowd against Bethune-Cookman on a Thursday. Yeah. 7.30 kickoff. Like You figured nobody was going to be in the stands. They're clowning the Canes for, for selling $1 tickets for the upper levels, but it's Thursday, and you're inviting Bethune Cookman, who we talked about, didn't even have helmets, no logos on them and stuff. So didn't I think even bring the band. Didn't even bring the band. So club well. fourth quarter was something where I was like, okay, hold on. Ex- external energy bringing brought in for the team, like I can get behind that, and they'll be 5-0 and by the time they get to UNC. So there's a lot of good things going. I'm definitely ready to say they're back. What's noticeable, the size at every position, Mario's class is finally getting cycled in. I'm a fan right now. I'm totally on board. Hashtag in Mario we trust. And the clips that I keep seeing of the offensive line, guys like Francis Maui Goa just moving, just moving the line. The the fact that you got Jimbo Fisher stumbling over his words trying to come up with excuses for the Aggies, like it does feel um, at least promising. There's promise in the air around these Canes. And it doesn't feel like one of those gimmicky things. It like doesn't. It's one-off. Like we have a real quarterback, right? You got a few running backs back there in the backfield. You got in Colby Young. I love Colby Young. Like a, a guy on the outside that can actually win. You got Xavier Restrepo still. It feels like a very, very safe bet that this is one of those things that's not going to be a one-off. It could be something sustainable. It's just a question of, again, Facing Drake May in North Carolina, and then the week after that, you got Clemson. Those are the two prove-it weeks for the Miami Hurricanes. And then, um, what do you think? Is there anything, is there any way, even if they win those two games, is there any part of your mind that even allows you to start to believe that they have a shot at the uh, the big dogs in the ACC right now? I mean, uh, truthfully, yeah. Wow. I, and, I, and I think, you know, we're going to be laughed at, right, for all the Knowles fans out there, yeah. even Clemson fans and, and Florida Gator fans at that, who I think would probably be favored over this Miami team. I'm not too sure. Like, we're laughed at, even having this conversation. Are they back, right? It pisses a lot of people off. But if you beat North Carolina and if you beat Clemson, <laughs> I mean, there's going to be problems because then Florida State's next in the crosshairs. And, of course, that result, a little goofy, a little lopsided last year, but – this team's legit. Mario Cristobal, like I said, he's getting his kids all cycled in defensively. Yeah. Finally able to to kind of be the aggressor. Last year, we were kind of on our heels. We weren't sure. We were never confident in the guys. But with James Young's back there and uh, Cam Kitchens, I, I like the defense. I think the defense is going to carry him. TV Dimes playing the best ball of his career. I, I love this Canes team right now. There's a lot to get behind. There's the one thing I would caution. There was the one thing I would caution as a guy that grew up in Houston Grew up around a lot of Longhorns fans and have uh, watched them suffer over the past two decades as well as I've been suffering with my Canes. It just doesn't feel like there's a chance in this world that in the same season, in the same year, both Texas and Miami, the two schools that forever are teasing their fan bases with being back, the two schools that have been a joke and a mockery of themselves since the early 2000s, it feels like a sham that both of them can be back in the same year. Texas got the win over Alabama already. The Canes have a shot at it. They've got all the tools in place, but I just I don't want to get myself too worked up. You remember me before the season. Of course. I was like, yo, I'm not, I'm not doing it again. I can't do it to myself. And, and you shouldn't have, but last season, like we weren't just grabbing Miami Central five stars on the offensive line like we got yeah. last, last night, actually, from Armando Blount. Like, 
these guys are coming in. They're all buying into the system. You had uh, actually Wade and Charles, who formerly of Somerset, now Palm Beach Central, committed last yeah. week. He, he's grabbing the guys that we all thought he was going to be able to grab so that you can check that box. Like Mario's sinking his teeth in on the recruiting trail. It's all uh, everything coming up Canes right now. And, of course, only 3-0, and they haven't really been tested. But I think it's to come. UNC's right there. We'll wait till October to declare that. Uh, lastly, one quick pick. Are you going Dolphins over Patriots? We talked about the line. It's a three-point line in favor of the Dolphins. Uh, I'll, I'll take the field goal on the Fins. Let's take the Fins. I love it. Uh, boring Saturday slate. We got a lot of fun stuff for Sunday, including the Chiefs' only 1 o'clock game of the season. Ken will be back Monday, as well as me and Stone. Have a good rest of your weekend.